Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we begin, sponsor mentions and an in-house plug. Packfiller Online Store is that plug. Your place for some fun and ever-expanding Packfiller pride. Hats, caps, hats and caps. There's a different difference mugs shirts stickers jerseys we are running low on jerseys one two three four five six seven jerseys of varying sizes i am out of mediums at this point in time uh these are these are special runs here so uh special runs take a look at packfiller.com and show off your love of bikes untapped maple you guys pure vermont maple syrup is the core and clean energy is the result if you haven't tried it you are missing out easy to digest and great flavor options to replace that muck you've been ingesting on your rides untapped is back with us for 2024 and we are super happy to have them on board again fueling our rides Speaking of back with us, Scratch Labs never left. Another great group and product back with us for 2024. Paul already has pineapple on the order list, um, and I just ran out of recovery. So it's time to mention that Scratch has it all for the season, both indoor and outdoor. You know how much you sweat on the trainer. Well, that's what needs to be replaced. And Scratch is the best, cleanest, greatest tasting way, greatest tasting way to do just that. I don't know why I reread that sentence. I had it right the first time. <laughs> You notice I took out the horns in the opening of the intro. Mm-hmm. You know, splicing it up a little bit, yeah. right? Uh, well, if you hear some whirring in the background, it's not a technical problem other than the fact that it's super cold here and the studio heat can't keep up, but at least the beer is properly chilled. Oh, and tonight we're supposed to be getting a foot of snow. You're clapping? Okay, I'm clapping because I just don't, like, I love my job. I don't want everybody you out there to go to work. Yeah. I understand that. I, 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 I do understand that. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, cool. I, a day off would be nice. But then I... But every day you miss. Yeah, every day you miss, it's just the snowball gets bigger. That being said, I'd like to sleep in. Uh, anyway, welcome to the longest running cycling podcast out there. This is the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger. We are live as usual on our YouTube channel as well as packfiller.com. Spoiler alert, Sam is not here as he is on his way back from Arizona, which means two things. 
first, he sucks because he was in Arizona while we all have been freezing to death. And second, the interruptions on tonight's show will be cut in half. <laughs> and He's Dick- going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> and David's not here either because he just, he didn't call. He, he didn't text. He, yeah. did, he totally ghosted us. Uh-huh. Yeah, so hopefully he's not in a ditch somewhere. Uh, but as for tradition, a proper show like a stage race starts with a prologue for tonight's prologue question. We have a potentially dangerous one. Ooh. How do you prepare your perfect cup of coffee. I'm glad David's not here for this because yeah. I it know would, it would be a three-hour show just yeah. to be talking about. Like, you're just talking about spritzing the beans with water or something yeah, like that beforehand? It, well, you know, the trend right now is not as dark. Yeah. Roast Because you used to roast yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And that's was now the trend is lighter roast so you get different flavors and different. So it's first crack stuff. So that's yeah, that that's gourmet now. That's, uh, okay. the, that's what everybody's targeting. The wow. days of two crack, a uh, second crack. Second crack is perfect. Yeah. And so, but you know, a lot of people don't like that, like considered smoky, burnt taste comes at that point. Kind of so. sounds like how I care for my plants. Yeah, spritzing it yeah. before. Spritzing. So anyway, getting back to that first crack, so the holes will actually cause you know get caught up in the in the grinder and stuff. So sure. if you spritz it, then that moisture kind of keeps it from flying wow. over. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, since you've already heard his voice, he's our in-house retro grouch, but in a good way, oh. Mr. Paul Maine. And I, 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 I think we should probably start straying away from calling you a grouch. You just, you're just true to yourself and true to what you, what you believe. And and if people don't like them, they can get off your fucking lawn. That's right. Mm. Sorry, that I got was a garden grouch. hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to shovel a walk tonight. Nope. And I'm really jealous about that. Don't have to shovel a walk. Shit. Uh, we won't lose power if it gets to that. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're in won't. the no, downtown. You're in the grid. Mm-hmm. Crap. Everything's underground. Um, how, how's your perfect cup of coffee prepared? I do French press. And I did a, a an amalgamy of different. I started doing research on YouTube. And I came up with kind of a blend of things. Um, and so I, on my French press, you know, I weigh out, I don't use probably as much. This is serious. But I've got it figured out on my scoops. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not that. You're close. But I wanted to get started and I kind of tapered back what was suggested. So, um, now I know how many scoops in my grinder, uh, and then what type of grind it doesn't even change anymore. But. When I get the water right before boil, you can hear it just start slowing down before yeah. it starts boiling. That's the perfect temperature. I pour in the water just so it creates it blooms. Yeah, the coffee blooms, and I wait for about a minute, and then I pour the rest in and let it steep for four minutes. Wow. That's too long. I can't <clears throat> steep that long. I, I get too, too impatient. <laughs> yeah. How how many ounces in a pot for your French? For press? ours, we have we have a liter and a half. Okay, okay. It's, it's the so biggest that's, that's fresh good amount. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. good yeah. amount. I get so. one out of that. The rest go to my wife. You do. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I was going to say next he's our in-house bearded hipster, but in a good way, Mr. David Waples. <laughs> <laughs> Super happy I'm not that anymore. Yeah, no, you you're, you're, you got the beard stash going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, third, he's our in-house non-beer drinker, but in a good way. Mm. Is that because you're drinking the, the the cider, one tree? Yeah, well, I I do prefer it. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just not as heavy on my sensitive little belly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> your little tum tum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what's your coffee? You're you're still kind of loose about this. You're not so worried about it. Yeah, I'm not as. Yeah, well, I think loose is a good way to describe mm-hmm. it. I do, however, uh, for my wedding, my wife and I, for my for my lovely grandmother, she got us a. Uh, is it Brevel or Breville? Yeah. I think it's Brevel. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. Um, she got us one of those espresso machines. Great uh, machines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I like to just do pretty much like a vanilla latte. Oh, okay. It's, you know, nothing special. Okay. Kind of just is what it is. And the, the great thing about that machine is it's got an in-machine grinder and dispensers, and then you just got to get the right amount and tamp it out, and then mm-hmm. you're ready to rock. And you can adjust the grind as you're going. And right. Because no, so many people don't do that. They just think, oh, I got it. We're good. You know, and their shots come mm. out looking like watery tea. Well, and that's the tough part, too, is getting the perfect, like, consistency that it comes out in. Because, like, I'm still trying to figure that out. I, yeah. always, I have to come over to your house one of these days and look at what you How have. Much? Yeah. Because yeah, mine's... With it being newer and everything, it's just, it's just weird. So yeah, that's well, the only challenging part. You know, if David is here, he'd probably oh. same thing. His head yeah. is exploding you, you right now. You check. You always do your first. Mm-hmm. It, you just burn one. Yeah. And the time, if it's going too slow, mm-hmm. then you then you need to to like adjust the grind to a little uh, not as fine. Yeah. And right. And then you kind of play with it, and um, humidity can play a big part of that. Huge. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. One, my first time when I was a barista. I, I was sitting there going, gosh, here comes the storm. And I had it dialed in. I went to pour this lady um, a drink, and it just like yeah. barely coming out. Oh, oh yeah. jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to yeah. like burn like three or four yeah. shots. Before and that's that's the sign of a good coffee place. Instead, instead of some of the stuff you see where they're just like, no matter what, they just pour it in it. You, you know, if you, heaven forbid, you can see what's coming out of the machine. Yeah. And it's just flying yeah. out of there. You're just like, <laughs> oh, oh, God, please don't serve me this. And then they they reach over and, you know, five pumps of chocolate into it yeah. or something like that. You're just going, right. this is diabetes in a glass. <laughs> um, it's just terrible shit, too. Um, me, I'm our in-house, well, we're in my house, so but in a good way. Um, I'm Pat Bulger, and I, I, um, I. It's funny because I spent so many years in the coffee business as a barista, as a roaster. I was a roaster for about nine years total, um, and um, a lot of the stuff I learned was by feel. I don't weigh my coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, to worry about the temperatures per se about stuff like that. But I'll what I'll do, kind of like you, is that, you know, I'll I'll grind my shots on the Brevel in the morning and pop them in. You know, I pr- tamp according to just kind of how I feel. I feel how the how easily the coffee's being pressed down or not, and I put it in there. And if it looks good coming out, I'm satisfied. I, I mean, and it, you know, the shots usually taste good. I want a good amount of crema on there, and things like that. I like a little bit darker, not full city not really dark oily roast or anything like that but i i I like you know a medium roast and then i just pour i'm americano guy i just pour water right on top of it hot water on a kettle i have right to the side i heat that to about 200 degrees so i go i go pretty warm um and then just that's it no cream no nothing like that but if i'm at a proper place i will get uh if i'm gonna have a latte it can't be bigger than an eight ounce because and and I get people at coffee shops looking at me going, I guess I double short latte, non fat. They're like short. You know that's 
and they show me the cup. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I want. And they look at me like I'm on. That's when you know that you don't want to drink their coffee. Yeah, exactly. You, like, you know, that's two shots of us espresso. Espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's it's going to be, it's not going to be good. But there are, it, it, the, the quality is getting higher. Somebody must be texting all of us. So, um, yeah. Oh, David, sorry I didn't reply, guys. It was a crazy day. In-laws are at home. Not going to make it. <laughs> Ten minutes I late. just mentioned that on the show, that David's upset because his in-laws are there, or is he happy because Wait, wait until he listens there. to the show and we're talking coffee and he's not here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Missed yeah. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Never going to talk about that again. Yeah. yeah. Who's been training this week? How's it been going? Jackson? Jackson's happy. Yeah. No, it's been going really well. I... Uh, I think I took one day off mm. since we last met. Um, wow. I know, yeah. I rode three times. I did weights on the off days, and then I did weights on the days that I also rode. So it's. How long are your great. weight workouts? I have been. Uh, I've been doing them with my wife quite a bit, oh, cool. and I've been telling her that. I always feel like 30 minutes, like that's a sweet spot for me for like a weight workout because I have a full body, like I start at the legs and finish with my shoulders. Yeah. And so it like doesn't take long, 45 minutes to maybe an hour if I'm doing five reps of each, but most of the time I'm doing three reps of each. And three then sets three or Three sets, reps? excuse okay. me. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three sets and then just finishing it 30 to 45 minutes. So yeah, yeah that's, I get a lot done. You can. You know, and I remember my athletic club days where I would be going in, and usually it would be at least an hour because you got some dipshit, you know, who's holding the hog in the machine or taking up this area or right. something like that, and you know, that that always took forever. But if you're at home and you know, a couple some resistance bands and mm-hmm. a couple kettlebells, you mm-hmm. can get it done really fast. Yeah. So, Paul, how's it been? I how's the health? <laughs> um, health's pretty good. I still have good. a little bit in my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lungs, but you know, that's just it hasn't slowed me down. It's just uh annoying. Yeah. Um uh so I got on uh Ruby Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and yesterday. Shit. Um and I have to say that is one of the toughest workouts. I mean I have you done I think it's La Diana or Diane. Uh it is the um Liege Passion Liege. Oh, is it, isn't it Doyenne? Doyenne? Doyenne. Yeah, something Doyenne. like that. Yeah, have you done yeah. that? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't even, you have to warm up. On, and I, I, anybody wants to try this, most of their courses, you better be warmed up because it's not long before, like I just do the spring classic stuff. Yeah. Like you are hitting a hill and, and it is a grind. Yeah. And, and I don't, like you mentioned last show, that going up Zwift is a different feel than this. This is, oh, it's it is. the set. You, as I said earlier, you can adjust, you know, to a lesser than reality. And I think I'm at ninety percent right now, and it hundred percent is That's like where I'm at. Holy crap, these yeah. are hard. And, and it puts things in perspective because uh, Leige Peston Leige was like the first videotape. Ninety one is the first one I saw, <laughs> and I actually in this thing went up. Lara Dute, and it is a beast. Yeah. And it is nasty. I mean, halfway up, it's like a two kilometer climb, and you're at 17% gradient. It's yeah. like doing two white roads yeah. back to back. Yeah. And I, I, I thought, I can't make it. When I got off, I finally finished it. When I got off, so my, my zones, so they go up to seven zones, 
63% of my my efforts were five, six, and seven. Oh, my God. That's how tough yeah. it is. And, and my heart rate was just, like, pegged. Yeah. It, it's awesome. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. If you're going to do indoor. And I was sitting there thinking about it. It's different than chasing a line because you're doing a line, you do, like, a one-minute effort. And all these, I'm sure, help, and they could probably prove it probably better than what I'm doing. But I'm thinking then you have, like, a maybe 30-second break. But yeah. Here you don't have a choice. Yeah. You're climbing, you're max, you turn around a corner and you got another 5% and you get a little bit of a break and there's another one. That's what bike racing is all about. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Um, I got, here I thought I was going to brag. If you, I got four rides <laughs> in and two strength training workouts. And I was like, yeah, I'm kicking ass. And now you get it. Jack's like, I only took one day off. I'm like, son of a, dang it. Um, and my workday squats, I'm doing that challenge still i only do the do it when i'm at work and so i'm waiting for a student to come into my office while i'm going you know up and down bouncing up and down um but i'm up to 300 wow. per the day now you know and i'll do them and that should be good for your sprint yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. today Seriously. like i did i did a set of 150 and then i rested for about 20 minutes and then i did another set of 150 and it's throughout the day so and mm-hmm. that's what i'm like i gotta get that stuff going um, and I just finished um, on the bike, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And I'm ready to watch that movie. Um, and, and, and I love listening to books on the trainer. It is just this is the time of year when I just mm-hmm. uh, it's it's such a great way to pass by. Do you guys do anything like that? What do you guys listen to when you're when you're on the bike? Or do you watch? Are you movies? Are you music? Are you? I'm I'm strictly music. Yeah. Uh, I have like a certain playlist that I have. So and it serves many purposes. It's my workout playlist. It's my before race playlist. It's all that. Yeah, you listen to fairly at least when I'm around you, like mid to lower tempo music. You not like hard. Yeah, no. See, it's also funny because it's very different generationally. Yeah. So oh like God, yeah. you guys, I feel like listen to more like. Would you say what would you say like more rock ish yeah. type of music? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more like kind of hip hop. Like oh uh, okay yeah, I like I've I've really been into that a lot lately, and so that's kind of the path I go down when it comes sure. to this. Yeah, okay. Paul, how do you make it through training? Uh, music also really uh, more electronic, not techno. Kind of a s- step down a little bit from mm-hmm. that. Um, artists like Solar Field, um, you know, they're just kind of mm-hmm. they're they're a little more downbeat, not as much. Not like I don't know if you've seen any of the Remco. His, he's got like four. Have you seen? He's into hardcore techno. He is. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Oh. He's in the car going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he loves it. He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't handle that. That's just a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm still guitar, bass, drum, kind of a mm-hmm. rock, power pop rock and punk rock and stuff like that. So that's just tight. But I, I only listen to that during workouts. I don't listen through the day. That's really? the only thing I listen. I mean, through the day, it's jazz and. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. That's my workout music. Mm-hmm. Are you guys all intervals, or is anybody back into the their zone two rides are back? I guess that's the fad again. Riding mm-hmm. riding in zone two, is are you guys just all intervals? Um, I I right now yeah I'm I'm a hundred percent interval you training are. yeah um and and it ranges from sprint effort days to that five minute power day um but I save my like I guess 
zone two or base training, that's for like when we're all able to ride together, you know, mm-hmm. really? when it's actually, I'm able to go for a long time. Like I don't want to sit on my bike for more than really 45 minutes right now. Yeah. Cause that it one hurts. And two, I just like, I get antsy. I want to do something else. That's why I do 30 minutes on the bike and 30 minutes off the bikes. It just keeps me engaged. And it also doesn't physically make me, make i'm gonna be honest here make the grundle cry a little bit (laughs) that's the worst part of it yeah yeah Yeah. i um i i because i want to do some of the longer events but i also want to do the short and fast ones Mm -hmm. i am i am a believer in some zone two stuff like for example i did like three days in a row of riding this year this week and on the last day i was like i'm just gonna hop on i didn't do zone two because i got too excited you know, I was there. I was on Ruby, and there were people up the road, and so I just kind of. What <laughs> course? Know, more, mm-hmm. I can't remember. God, I wish I could remember what it was. I just picked a, tons of. Oh, tons everywhere. Of, yeah. yeah, there's some places. Oh, it was in the Netherlands. How was it? Yeah. It was Amsterdam. Yeah, the Amsterdam. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. 300 feet of elevation. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole way, you know. And I just was like, "There's some guy up the road. I gotta go get him. I gotta go see if I can get him." You know, and and I just kind of ended up going faster. And the book got exciting, so I so I started riding faster. But um, and I'm I am doing some of the dot watch the mm-hmm. dot the flying chasing lines on mm-hmm. that app though. Andy Schleck has a plan that I just thought I'd jump on and do and um. They're hard. I mean, they're, you know, the first one, first couple ones were sprint based. And then this one was more of a, you know, a little bit more of a sweet spot over under kind of mm-hmm. things like that. And those just kick the shit out mm-hmm. of me. And mm-hmm. Obviously, it's stuff I need to work on. So I just hate it. You know, it's, it's uh, intervals are f- a necessary evil. Yeah, I think I will say one ride that is great on Wahoo system. If you're a user of that, Phil Guyman did one of. I think like a year or two ago where he takes you on a KOM like oh. training and I did that and it's, it, it's like a stair step. And so it, it, it's, it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. You talking about that just made me think of it. Yeah. But yeah. It's just for somebody who like me, who doesn't have the best five minute power. That was, that's perfect. You guys are both correct me if I'm wrong. Not necessarily living with a permanent training space. Are you guys set up, tear down? Jackson, I remember you had a spare bedroom, but now it's a spare bedroom. Well, yeah, I I noticed that my motivation dipped when it's always there for some reason. Really? Yeah, I think it's too easy to look at it and say, no, I'll come back later. But like uh-huh. when you got to like set it up, you got to like commit to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know why that really gets me like motivated and everything. But yeah, mine is just a setup, tear down, and then I tear down immediately now and wow. transition to the other thing. So it's... It's a whole deal. Wow. Yeah. And you kind of do the same yeah. thing. Really? It, it, we're limited space in right. our living. But, you know, I've actually had, I started up upstairs in the bedroom. That didn't work out because anybody below me, which is where the living room area is, it's kind of a loft. You can hear. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, well, ooh. it's pretty yeah. quiet. I mean, the course. The vibration. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, when you shift, it's, that's, you know, where it goes through the boards. Mm-hmm. And no one's underneath this. So then I moved down so that. Renee can go up there. We kind of have a mezzanine area where she can knit and she didn't have to see me grunt and swear. I do a lot of swearing on that. <laughs> Fuck. Every time it just goes up. So um, anyway, and so now I finally found a permanent location. 
I've tried different locations where to put things, and now everything's so easy to, yeah. to grab. You know, really? Yeah. So you guys take the bike off the trainer when you're done. Yeah. Yep. Completely. Really? Wow. Torque it, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm. I walk by my ours. Our our workout room is to get there. I mean, to you have to walk through it to get upstairs to go mm-hmm. to bed. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm constantly walking by, it going. Okay, okay, I see you. I understand. I Yes, fine, I'll do it. Okay, stop looking at me. And so I'll yeah. do that, and that really helps me in terms of uh, that motivation, seeing it there, kind of like the studio. I need a place where I can come down, turn on the lights, and start. Right. I can't set up and tear down. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. It's funny hearing you guys talking about, like, if if I didn't have it set up already, I'd be like, I don't want to hook up the bike. I'm not mm-hmm. going to bother. Screw it. It's funny you mentioned that because, you know, when we lived in our house, I had a place where I could set it up. Yeah. But I had I put it, I didn't like it there because it was also my bike shop. I didn't have tons of room. Yeah. But I just, it was just one of those places like you, you see mm-hmm. it and it's like, I need to get on it. Uh, and my bike room was pretty bare and, you know, so I would drag my trainer into where our TV room was down in the yeah. basement that we remodeled and it's like perfect conditions, you know. And sunlight and everything. It's you right, know, south yeah. facing. It's like it was so much easier to get, and I didn't mind that. Like you said, you, you're mm-hmm. you're getting ready. I have music on while I'm getting setting things right. up. Yeah, and you know, boom. But just to sit there and look at it, it's like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, depressing it's, for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if and it does depend on the 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 aesthetic of the room too. For I sure. mean, I've realized that is huge. I used to work out down in the shop, and that was just like it's cold. Mm-hmm. Which I actually wish my current space was a little colder, because my I'm eyes are. Think it is heat training. Yeah, there my eyes are yeah. bone dry by the time I finish a ride because I have a fan blown straight on me and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you know, I'll use the the clear gooders, uh, but I I can't see my screen because I don't wear contacts. So it's like I'm, I'm just riding in bliss, I guess. Um, uh, oh, I was I, I, now we we had talked about. Uh, training parties in the past. Mm. Why have those never worked? Is it just because of schedules? I think so. Really? I think that's number one. I was getting, I was finding it interesting because you guys who are okay with setting up and tearing down, my problem with the training party would be like, I'm going to go all the way over to somebody's house just for an hour ride and set up and tear down. And do Might as well cross-country ski. Yeah. 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 Shit, seriously. <laughs> that was productive. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I just figured that's weird. And even meetups on different training platforms. We, I think we mm. did those during COVID, mm-hmm. and then we just stopped. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what it is. I I have such like a specific routine too. Mm-hmm. Like getting out of that routine, like nailing down a place to like all meet us up. It's just kind of like it's tough. I'm also not a big class person. No, you know, like going to a class, doing all that stuff. Is I would like to do the the tailwinds. Those are those are good classes, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I have, this is the third weekend, and I haven't gone. Yeah, so it's like I'm, I'm on my own journey for, you know, for lack of a better, <laughs> lack yeah, of yeah. better phrase. There. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. That makes no, we sense. Ha- I, when I the first team that I was on, um, team two wheel, it was in '87. We would meet up in the winter. Um, and you know we went to a bike shop. Steve, uh, I was to yeah. Transit at the time, and the team met down there, and that was kind of cool because the whole team was there. But then with wind, you trainers. could see every and the, yeah, exactly. So true loud, wind, so turbo loud. trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> and then that kind of faded. You could see as the, as the days go by, less and less people showed up. You know what I mean? And then uh, my boss, oh, probably 15 years ago, he had, had this yeah. really nice shop. Did you ever go do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just down the street from yeah. you. For a whole winter. Yeah, we did we it. Did it. Yeah. And, but you remember how packed it was? And yeah. then it just started pretty soon. It's like, anybody coming? He had yeah. his TV set up, and I would bring a videotape, and we'd watch yeah. it. Oh, and I then got, it just got to the point when no one just showed up. I got the hint one year when I showed up, and I think CP showed up, uh-huh. and he was leaving to go to dinner with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, you guys are fine. You can work out. And I looked at Chris and I went, we're never doing this, this again, again, are we? <laughs> Hint taken. He didn't want us to come anymore. So. Yeah. No, he probably, he would not. He it was a very generous person. Yeah. If you would just say, Frank, it's okay. Yeah, you bet. I'll just pull the cars out. Yeah. But he, you know, I'm, his wife was probably like, no, nah, why do we have to sacrifice every Wednesday for these yeah. knuckleheads? Yeah, yeah. Then it smells like an armpit <laughs> in there. <laughs> and those were the days when we wouldn't really have a workout. You would just watch right. a video and yeah. ride. Mm. And somebody's going super hard next to you, and you're like, oh, what are you doing, man? Yeah, everybody did their own thing. Yeah. We did, you know, I would do like uh, some intervals every once in a while. Yeah. And uh, then yeah. you could hear somebody else. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I got to keep up with them. Yeah. The loudest damn things in the world, yeah, yeah. those trainers were. Uh, mm-hmm. How, well, I have tinnitus. How we all <laughs> don't have tinnitus is a miracle. Has uh, Switching gears, has anybody found a way to watch bike racing now that GCN is gone? Has anybody found anything? I found, I've done some research today. It was kind of a you? loaded question. Well, yeah. I mm-hmm. I did sign up for Max. Yeah. And I, I wanted to wait and wait and wait, but I thought, I don't know. Um, because Curb Your Enthusiasm is on there, and I have to catch <laughs> this is one of my favorites. <laughs> and uh, also the Larry Sanders show I can catch up on. I've, I've seen it several times, but just and to watch it again. Max, if I'm not mistaken, is like 15 bucks a month. I just paid for for years. For years, it's yeah. cheaper that way. Yeah, but I don't understand the what is it B and whatever B and R B and R yeah. sports is that part of the package? It says another nine dollars, but I couldn't find a place. I think to pay for it. I think for right now, what I've done with my research is it B and R is a is a free thing right now, but in February it will be an add on. Oh, of course it will. Yeah, so yeah. Th- that's what we were talking about. Like, oh yeah. It, back when GCN and we had this chat, and I said, "You know what's going to happen? You're going to have to buy a package just to, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what it is." So Tour Down Under is well underway, and I'm missing watching bike racing. So well, I this watched is what it. I started. You did, yeah. Which it was well, live what platform, uh, YouTube. Okay, no, it, it's just road just sounds. Video. Yeah, really, you can hear a grunt shift, you know, and stuff like that. Hmm. Well, here we are. Is uh, here we are. You know, cl- how long until Pet Newsblad? That is uh, three, uh, about a month, four or five weeks. Yeah, it's uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> um, and a so and a week. I I I did some digging around with my I uh, my wife and I quote unquote cut the cable and I'm on YouTube TV now, which I convinced my wife to do and she. Now that she knows the clicks to get into it, mm-hmm. she hasn't noticed a difference at all. It's just another cable package, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. saving us eighty bucks a month. Wow, to start, that's a lot. Just mm-hmm. to start, yeah. and oh, that means more beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I, and I, uh, through that, I we had Max through our TV provider, but now I have it also through YouTube. 
And so we have it there. And I did see the BR Sports add-on, and I started looking around for it. But right now, it's primarily American sports. It's basketball, you know, shit like that. NBA stuff. Not- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, and I've yet to try it with a VPN. I, I wonder if that would do some mm. switching, maybe. But I think what happens is with a lot of these providers it knows where you live before you even log on. So it's only going to give you that specific I, I think it's based off your your billing address. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Flow Bikes has the Tour Down Under, as well as a lot of others. Uh, it's yearly, oh, what was it, 150 a year, or it is 30 bucks, twenty nine ninety nine a month for Flow Bikes. Um, I almost went that way, but... They don't have their schedule up yet. No. So they it, flow bikes may have, you know, the spring because we'll miss um, hit newsblad. Yeah. Because that's in February and it doesn't start on Max. So I pulled the trigger today. You bought flow. Bikes. I bought flow bikes for Son a year. Nice. That's what I should have done. I just well, and I have Max too. Uh-huh. I'm going to end up spending a lot more in the long run. I mean, if you figure uh, thirty bucks a month for Flow Bike, or you know, and then plus fifteen bucks a month for Max, you're already way over what what GCN was. Mm. Oh and, yeah. And so we're now at the point. I mean, I'm now at the point. Thank you, everybody, for your purchases from the Pack Filler Store, because some of the proceeds from that, I have purchased the Flow Bikes thing. They are very adamant they will not let you share it. So damn it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> bike races will be on here in the studio. So, Flow Bikes doesn't have, and it'll be interesting the way it is. Peacock carries all all ASO, ASO races. so you have yeah. to have Peacock. Yeah. So that means Perry Roubaix, Lage, Best on Lage, Flesh for Alone, and uh, I, let's see here. Of course, the Tour and Vuelta. And I don't think because I cut. Xfinity, I think I've lost Peacock too. Yes, you have. To. So now I've got to mm-hmm. subscribe to Peacock too. Oh. So that's a third mm-hmm. account to I, purchase. I will say now that I'm thinking about the whole schedule of it, though, I guess you always watch it. You watch it a lot earlier than I do, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's not. I'll just watch the replay. But the but you have to have. I mean, or are you just talking on YouTube? I'm talking like flow bikes, right? So like, let's say two people are logged into the same account. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't you, like one person technically watch it like earlier? Only in the day. under the same home Wi-Fi. Yeah. For flow bikes. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. They pick out the Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Those scummy little shit. Right. I mean, <laughs> at, at this point in time, it's like, come on. Let me share. YouTube TV. My yeah. YouTube TV account. I can share with five different people. Mm-hmm. Jackson is on it. Yeah. My mother is on it. I'm going to my mother in law. I'm going to show her how to use it. She's going to cut the cable and just use it for me. So I, five people have not only basic cable, but they also have Max. Yeah, off of my account. Mm-hmm. Why don't these companies just? So your Max comes from your YouTube TV. It comes from YouTube Free. TV now. Or did you no, have to pay? It's pay fifteen for it. a month. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm but paying. then you can share your Macs. Yeah, I can share it with Jackson. But I can't yeah. share my Macs because I'm going through Apple TV. Yeah, is my yeah. Do you guys have cable at home? No. Oh, <laughs> you want it? <laughs> <laughs> you could you could stop you get, subscribing. You get local channels. Yeah, really. It's like you could be one of my five, man. You well, can maybe cut your uh, yeah. 
drop Max and just well, use I mine. already paid for the dang thing. <laughs> Son of a... See, I should have waited. I knew yeah. I should have waited. But I'm curious about flow bikes. If, yeah. if you use your VPN... If you Will use your it? VPN in Canada, because this is a Canadian company, yeah. you might be able to skirt the ASO and Peacock. That's what I'm hoping. Now, i, I got to figure out a way to get my my Apple TVs onto the VPN. Mm, because they, right now, or you just you shoot, stream, it, you yeah. shoot it from your iPad. Yeah, or your, yeah your, that's your, the only your, way, unfortunately, with Apple TVs. You can't do a VPN on those specific devices yeah. for some reason. You can on your router, on your yeah, home router. you can. Yeah. But, I mean, it's frustrating because we're back to... You know, scrambling. Exactly. Yeah. We're back to scrambling. We're back to me talking about how, where the hell can I find the Premier League? Like, dumb yeah. shit like this. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like just, I, uh, I feel like in 20 years or something like that, we will all go back and think, damn, we had, yeah, we had something for two years where mm-hmm. it was all there. And it's just, it's such a bummer because what GCN did was so, like, for lack of a better term, revolutionary in this mm-hmm. version or in this in this little teeny niche part of the world, and it it just sucks now that we have to yeah. scramble and search every single weekend. Now. And that GCN wouldn't have researched the fact that I know there are a large amount of subscribers like myself who would have paid double. That's what I've talked about with my wife a lot too. I would have paid. Like you said, double. I even am more. paying double now. Yeah. yeah, I would have a hundred percent paid that because it's like you guys are giving me so much plus the films on top of that that I know you guys like you two specifically really Love enjoyed those. those. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so it's like the fact that like it it's all went away because they were kind of undercutting themselves a little bit is a bummer. Yeah. I, I, I really what happened is in order to get their production going, they were purchased by Discovery. They had, yeah. in order to do that, so the TV rights, they yeah. sold themselves to the devil to get this going. Yeah. And the and thing dis- is, is, you know, you know what Lennon said, man? You know, look to, you know, those who uh, uh, benefit, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like all of a sudden, you know, what Discovery's like, wait, you know, here's people getting. We want to yeah, have it we, on our We app. don't have total yeah. control. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we can make more money because of those stupid. Mi- like, yeah. I just saw a thing on the news Netflix, when they cut back your sharing. Yeah. Long run. They, they thought made it was a ton of money off of it. After they after they cut cut that back, people have been dropping them. Because oh, there's really? so many yeah. different. It really kind of oh, bit them God. in the butt. Yeah. And and I think that the same mentality was with Discovery was and Warner Brothers, who's part of Max, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is is there like well, we can get them to buy and support this Max program with BR, and then their saps, and they'll spend another ten dollars a month. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're idiots that like cycling. Hi, yeah. I'm that idiot. Yeah, so I mean, I'm that now. idiot. I am now at the point now where I'm just like going, okay, if it's a yearly subscription, um, I will bite the bullet and just like flow bikes today. I was just like, okay, hundred fifty bucks. I guess you know. I'll just t- take apples for lunch for a couple, for about a month, you know, or I, I won't buy coffee when I go anywhere. I'll just drink coffee from home or, you know, I'll just wear the same pair of socks. Um, Damn. And, and, you know, and, and I just like I so I bite the bullet and I do it. So I'm like, OK, it's a full year. I'll just I'll do it. I'll do it for a full year. I'll deal with the little Caesars commercials that that Flow Bikes does. Um, 
God, I hope they're not like that anymore. I haven't watched Flow Bikes in over a year. Since GCN came out, I dropped Flow Bikes like a hot potato just because their their coverage was weird and the and the viewing format was weird and and you know, I'm not I, I, I haven't built the better mousetrap. So, I mm-hmm. yes, I'm bashing flow bikes, but I'm bashing flow bikes just as a dude who wants to watch bike racing. And when you're watching the last 200K and the screen gets half the size so you can see a commercial for Mercedes-Benz on one side, that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. I'm, ye- I'm in my living room yelling, and my wife's going, what are you doing? It's 4 o'clock in the morning. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the final stage of the Tour Down Under, honey. Tour Down Under. So, uh, you know, I don't know. And I hope we don't have to go back to just reading about it or catching highlights. Mm-hmm. I love, as psychotic as it is, I love having the whole stage mm-hmm. and being able to yell fast forward through sections. But I love the commentary. I love hearing the stories from some of the great, you know, the Sean Kellys, the Robbie McEwens, the 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 Dan Lloyds, the the Matt Stevens. Mm-hmm. They all do such a good job. That's a part of the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus Christ, football games are three fucking hours anyway. And, you know, a lot of the times, if I hear Chris Collinsworth one more time, I'm going to scream. <laughs> the but guy's about as fun as watching paint dry. But there's something just so patriotic about watching bunch of men beat the shit out of each other <laughs> it just makes you feel so good i love it <laughs> you get a cte you get a cte everybody yeah. gets brain damage and how they're all upset over taylor swift too it's just i'm my god I, I love it do you yeah i don't mind it at all i mean a lot of people are watching the, i mean i wish taylor swift did a bike racer i wish she you know she Hook up with them. what bike racers are single. I don't, I don't even know anymore. I don't know. But, you know, who seriously? Uh, what woman really? Well, we have one. Uh, uh, each is each. Each of us have somebody who hooked up with a bike racer, but not a pro bike racer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're never home. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, true. Not. Well, Taylor's not either. Yeah, you know, neither is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, and so though they're all mad. People are all mad about that, and I'm like going. Dude, who gives a shit? She's doing yeah. great things for for football, and there. How dare she? You know, distract us from the sport. She's 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 watching her, her boyfriend play football. Shut mm. the fuck up. She's not distra- asking the cat and cameras to be on her. Yeah. She's just, no, she's just yeah. being there. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. those distractions when Where, there's like a what? thirty second delay yeah. between each play. <laughs> Cheryl Crow dated Lance Armstrong. There yeah. you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For Cheryl or, or for Voldemort. Cheryl, for Cheryl, for, you feel for Cheryl. Yeah, okay. that's a bad call. Well, that was back in the you know days when he was he was he was the cream of the crop. So mm, it, was, yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Still, who he is? No, he's yeah, you know. just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there we go. So let's check some uh, today's headlines. I haven't played the news bumper for a while because uh, I'm still waiting on my new news bumper. Brought to us by our friends at Cycle Systems Online. Become the mechanic of your dreams. All in the comfort of your own home with self-paced classes with the best in the business. Use the link at PackFiller to peruse some of the amazing skill sets you could be mastering immediately. Great content, great value, especially when you consider the cost of maintenance and repairs. So It's a really cool set, uh, platform that they've got over there at Cycle Systems Online. Uh, well, I'm going to ask you guys about the future of bike racing. Mm. Heaven forbid, right? We haven't touched base on this at all in this show, in this store, in this show over the last 
1999. 24? Yeah, 24 mm-hmm. years. Uh, 25 <laughs> years. Um, new on the North American racing scene for 2024, this is a story I shelved last week, um, is a one-day race worthy of comparisons to European spring classics with big climbs, big, quote, character, end quote, and a big payday. The Growler will roar in Windsor, California on April 13th. This is prepared text, obviously. I would never say that sentence. With a professional <laughs> field joining amateur rides on the hunt to claim chunks of a $20,000 cash purse. Growler's one of seven ride options at Levi's Grand Fondo. As in the jeans. No, oh, Levi, oh, Levi. Levi Leipheimer, oh. gotcha. which was founded by former World Tour Pro Levi Leipheimer in 2009. It's the first time in the four-year history the longest route, 139 miles of, quote, single track for road bikes, end quote. It's because the roads there are shitty. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all mm-hmm. potholy, so they call it single track for road bikes. 13,500 feet of climbing. Pros and amateurs compete together for $20,000 in cash prizes uh, split evenly among the top five men and women. Um, and in Sonoma County in Northern California. Um, this ties into what I want to talk about for our, our topic tonight, the future of, of cycling. With gravel and mountain bike racing doing very well. Can we agree mm. in this country? Those those two divisions. I'd say gravel more than mountain bike. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But but mountain bike, it reached its pinnacle and then it fell off. But now it's still doing pretty damn well, mm. it, especially with the the youth movement. Um, we can probably agree that there are some several factors that are helping out the controlled courses with minimal traffic. Um, number two, a family friendly environment that has a place for everyone. Right. We could probably say that uh, all are welcome kind of a concept perspective that has average Joe's racing against the, uh, in essence, racing against the pros or at least on the same course. And they get swag and entertainment because people want to go away with some some stuff. Um, so what are your thoughts on this style of race? And does it fit the bill of a, quote, real bike race, end quote? I mean, Anything where you pin a number on and look at the other person and say, I'm going to beat you is technically a bike race. You know? <laughs> so I guess, yeah. Um, like we've all here raced a grand Fondo before mm-hmm. and race being the operative word there. Um, so yeah, I, I would say so. I, th- like I said, anything that you want to beat another person at is a race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul, I know this is going to be a hot <clears throat> button for you. Yeah. I, I, to me, I don't want to poo poo it because you know, if it gets people into, cycling that's fine and and if this is the way this country needs to go to get people into it that's fine but it is not something i'm interested in really so if if the only thing is that location great wine country i'd go there (laughs) (laughs) but Uh, yeah yeah, i just don't you know um i'd have to see the course but for me to travel all the way down to to central California. But what I'm also saying is, what if this brings something, it brings events to regional uh, types of events? Um, for example, here in Spokane, mm-hmm. upcoming, we have an event called the Climb for the Cure. Yeah. A mostly off-road, 30-mile ascent of Mount Spokane with a $10,000 purse. This is happening this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is kind of gravelly but it's also paved roads it's uh, the 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 flyer says on any bike can do it um 
this is a mass start. This is everybody to their own. It's not categorical based. Um, and I'm wondering if this is where the road racing of road racing is going to end up in it primarily in this country because um I, I i'm sorry usac has has blown it i mean with our insurance and with everything like that um and the amount of officials you need and all that type of stuff we're we're not going to get classic road races unless they're great people in the central state of area of washington and, and farmlands where we can do rolling enclosures but these types of things mm-hmm. but um I don't know if road racing is going to find a way back unless it's this type of a, of a platform. You know, I will say that I think that ever since COVID has, I mean, COVID, let's call a spade a spade. It's never really going to go away. Like, we yeah. all know that. That's the, the goes without saying. Of COVID. Yeah, yeah. That goes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Without saying at this point, but I think that ever since the peak of it all has kind of dropped off a little bit, I think that the that promoters' efforts in wanting to put out a road race specifically has gone up. I mean, where I think that you think it's making a comeback. I do a little bit. Yeah, I do. I mean, with when we went to Missoula, I didn't know that things like that were here, and I just think that like sometimes with a little bit of local research, like you can find a lot of really good stuff. But I really love to see things like Tour de Bloom going on about like how they're making they added a stage yeah. for the pro mm-hmm. one yeah. twos, but then like for the other ones they're doing like just little steps like that. I think are really encouraging. But I do agree with you. I think that the fact that I mean, how much do we have to all pay for a USAC license every year? What over hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Shit, I haven't renewed mine. Yeah, I, I, I got to do that. I haven't either. But the fact that we have to do that and then a state one as well. Yep. I think that it's just nickel and diming all of the like the road racers into not really wanting to go out there and race for it. But and if this is what the future of the quote unquote road race looks like, then I think that the inclusive nature of it is what we're going to see a lot more of. I think that when we see categories, people don't like to be categorized necessarily. Yeah. And so they're going to be like, oh, I can go up to a start and just start and go however slow I want to. And does it matter if, does it matter if I'm holding people up on a closed course, you know, like climbing up, climbing up some mountain, you're not going to get pulled out of the race. I think that's yeah. the inclusion part that is kind of poo-pooed on a little bit. And I th- yeah, I think that's what we're we're running into is uh, there are a lot of people who don't want to base themselves on that learning curve. 
and they they want to be able to start a race and finish a race. You know, um, it's almost like if, if events like this, if you could do some sort of at least staging, mm-hmm. so you're starting with your specific categories mm-hmm. and numbers are colored so you can tell who's in your category and you can proceed accordingly maybe that could save it it does remove the tactical element of it though that paul you and i grew up mm-hmm. with starting just your group lead mm-hmm. car follow car that's your race that's mm-hmm. your bubble that's mm-hmm. your world i will say sorry to no continue on it but i feel like that the mention of covid really spurred this thought on here i feel like ever since that all went down you know i think that the element of keeping the you know, quote unquote, tradition of the sport, keeping yeah, specific like uh, events continuously throughout each year has gone away because it's become less of a like a yearly tradition and more of a shit. If we don't get people on the start line, we will go under. Yeah. So it's just it's it's sh- I it kind of shifted i think i think that that was kind of the trend coming around a little bit but i think it's just interesting to see how it went from like oh like it's just another year it's going to be back no matter what now it's if we don't do this like doors are closing it's yeah. become more about money in a lot of ways and i think there are a lot of promoters out there and that and this design has shifted where promoters want to make money yeah. as opposed to usa cycling clubs who did it because they had to put on a race mm-hmm. and they got some corporate sponsors who provided some cash for the, for a purse, uh, for prize money. And then people primarily did it on a volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to make money putting mm-hmm. on a bike race. It's a lot of freaking work to put on a bike race. So I, you know, and I do have to say that I, I don't mind the gravel race format where it's everybody go. I don't mind that type of stuff. Um, I do, however, you know, speaking from somebody who's who's um, physically challenged in this area, um, I hate the fact that everything's like thirty thousand feet of climbing, eighteen thousand feet of climbing in the first ten miles. It's all climbing, 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 climbing. Yeah. I understand that's an integral part of the sport, but it's not the whole part of the sport. You don't have to just throw people up mountains to make a bike race it takes the tactical element out of it too that's frustrating i mean if bike racing if road racing shifts to this platform i'm screwed because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i'm not going to climb mount spokane that fast it, it becomes if you're not if you want to be competitive in my opinion like those those set up even the local one mm-hmm. it, it is even if I, I want, I mean, it's for a good cause and everything. Obviously, it's yeah, isn't it? yeah. So absolutely, it's it's a full fundraiser, <clears throat> cancer research. So I would just be better off if me as a non climber say, hey, just take this. There's no reason for me to go up Mount Spokane. <laughs> I mean, there is no incentive to do that. I mean, even training, it's to pull teeth for me. It's yeah. not my genre. It's not my thing that I like to do. And like you said, there's no tactical. It's you set a tempo. It's like running, basically. Yeah. You set a tempo. You can't. You just don't want to go on the red. There might be a point where you push it to that, but you can't. You know, that's that's the tactic. Yeah. And if I don't weigh, you know, 125 sure. pounds, you're screwed. Not, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to do that. You know. So and and even Leipheimer's deal. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start throwing the, there's no. Why would I travel all the way down there? I don't care if it's mass start or anything, but when you got that much elevation, 
you know, leave it to those people who can do that. Yeah. Kudos. It's going to be a lot. Like save me. Stetton is going. A lot of the <laughs> privateer guys are going to be there, mm-hmm. and girls, women are going to be there. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's but that's be that kind of that's thing. not attractive to me. Or, and I think I'm not the only one in, in this. Where you know, in the United States, you're like, well, I, I'm not going to go because there's, you know, thirteen thousand feet of climbing and yeah. and a hundred miles. I'm not. Yeah. I just. I think there's more people out there. It's like, why would I go do that? Yeah. You know, other than to say I did it. That's the only thing. And the, that's not a challenge. bike race. It's the challenge. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not a challenge, not for bicycles. There's other challenges in my life that I, I do like to accomplish. So. so I have a question for you guys backing off of this. This kind of goes in with our topic here. But so I find that um, bicycle tactics is, or bicycle racing tactics is something that almost doesn't get talked about enough anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I, and this is none of, none of, anybody's fault it's just no. like when you're introduced to the sport nobody tells you that it's like you can be the strongest one out there it doesn't matter mm-hmm. and that's still a learning curve to me but do you feel like a lot and of that's by the way <laughs> sorry i please hold that thought because yeah. that's not just road racing it's all tactics are employed in mountain and in gravel i mean you have to employ mountain bike tactics i mean my god yeah i mean mm-hmm. i i can do power climbs faster than a lot of guys but if they're technically more savvy than me even though I'm in better shape, they're going to dust my ass. Right. So anyway, and I guess I should have prefaced this with like no. road racing tactics. Because yeah. no, like that, th- that's where I'm headed Racecraft. Here. Yeah, race. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. a, I love that. I love Racecraft. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like because of a lot of these mass start races, we're seeing the death of like modern race tactics in local races? I think, I think that's a very good point. I think the thing is, is it takes... Um, I think I see a lot of people in road racing when I started that didn't, they were just strong. So they went yeah, to, even right. to category two, they didn't have much race craft. They were just unbelievably strong and talented. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the twos and one fields or in the pro one twos and Everybody's they're devastated. Strong. They're devastated yeah. because it's like, I can't keep up with these guys. Right. And it, and that, uh, Jeff from, uh, NorCal cycling, mm-hmm. that's his pay. I mean, his, his YouTube is all about tactics, and there's times where, and, and a lot of that is experience. And if you're not in for the long haul and just for glory, and you guys mm-hmm. had a, a when I was gone to a basketball game, you're talking about intrinsic and extrinsic, yeah, type. And right. that, if you're just doing it for the glory, this sport I don't think is going to be that, that cuts out a lot of people. You go in there to think that you, you know, you're going to be praised and oh, you're yeah. so awesome. You're gonna get your teeth kicked in, mm-hmm. and and even the great ones, I mean, they only win like one two percent of the time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, racecraft is taken away when you do these challenges, as you put them. Yeah. I think. And uh, yeah, oh, man, yeah, the, that that tactical element of it is is such a and and we're in a culture, I think, globally where people don't want necessarily to take their time and work their way up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all want instant gratification. Probably people here in North America more than in many other cultures. Um, and it it becomes detrimental to something where you have to learn. Even, you know, I, I, I keep thinking of, you know, my father talks religiously about the game of golf and how golf you are a lifelong learner within the sport of golf. But there's a handicapping system in golf. Yeah, I can play along with you because your handicap's different than mine. Mm-hmm. And I get gifted 
you know, uh, I don't know that I don't understand the structure of golf handicap, but but from what I understand is what I don't understand and what I kind of have a clue is is that I can compete with you based upon a golf handicap. Am I close? Yeah, it's yeah. basically taking your average if you figure out your average yeah. of different courses. Based, That's like saying I mean, trying to keep it simple, but yeah, then you know if you shoot like course standard courses seventy to to uh, seventy to ninety. Yeah, you know par seventy two, seventy two and and seventy. Usually it's seventy two. Yeah, and you technically are are ninety strokes to that seventy two. Then they figure out. To be competitive, so I can beat you by shooting more. If you shot better, if you shot better, better than, than, than my nine, handicap, yeah. Then yeah. that ninety—that's your average. Yeah. say. And I'm trying to make it just a little more complicated. No, yeah, yeah. But if you had a good day and you shot eighty-five, and let's say your dad's handicap, he shoots like eighty-five, and yeah. he shot an eighty-seven. Now you're competitive, right? Yeah. So he's taking that. So if you and I both started a time trial, and I had a handicap of two minutes, and I beat you. I mean, you beat me by a minute thirty. In essence, I still beat you. That that change, yeah, but that changes eventually changes your handicap. You can't, you yeah, don't get to stick at that. So it's but like, I hey, did it that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. But the whole idea of that is so that people of different skill can go against each other, you know, mm-hmm. which cycling does not possess. No, well, unless you you speak of categories. But but I think mm-hmm. it does. I think it does in the other sports. Uh, in disciplines i think yeah time trialing no but i think running there's a lot of that people are age group oriented sure huge uh, road cycling is not set up for any of that it yeah. is something you earn your stripes and if you die on your sword if you're going to live by your sword if you're not going to learn <laughs> um race tactics or how to conserve energy yeah. or get your information before oh i didn't know like uh, uh vanderpool in the olympics when he fell off that I didn't know there was a ramp. I'm yeah. like, you're that much of a pro, and you, everybody else seemed to know. How did you yeah. not know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's no wiggle room. I did not know that kids were going to be knocking on my door at night. <laughs> That's right. I have buried oh, them. I should have spit on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess yeah. that was my point is that's where road cycling, I think there's a lot of people who – that's a turnoff. Is there know? is there a world where we can live in where road racing is mass start like that and crit racing is the only thing we have left when it comes to categorization? Hmm. Nah. I don't want to be doom yeah. and gloom, nah. but is that what we're is that what we're staring down the barrel of? I don't I don't think so. I think it will have something. I think that there's always going to be a cream of the crop for lack sure. for you know lack of a better term there but like um i think that there's always going to be a competitive group of people that want to compete with one another and i think that these mass start races don't provide that necessarily in a lot of cases mm-hmm. you know i don't i here i am i haven't even gone up to a cat 3 race but like do i want to like race with a cat 5 not necessarily mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's it's just kind of what what the the sport has taught us to to feel and to want and i think that that as bike racers with all the experience i don't think that will ever go away and it keeps bringing me to this this term of elitism that people have have uh thrust onto roadies primarily it's i don't i don't want to call it elitism 
I want to call it almost earned arrogance. I was gonna say it's that's a shit we earn. Yeah. Like we don't just, like, we don't just get that. Like we gotta yeah. beat people or do shit to get what we get. Yeah. And sometimes it takes two years to move up a category. Sometimes it's one year. Sometimes yeah. it's four or five yeah. years. You know. Yeah. yeah. You earn your stripes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I I'm not saying it, it's it's kind of like the concept of debt forgiveness in our in our com- in our country right now where. People are upset because some people are getting their student loans paid off. It's, road cycling is kind of the same way. When I grew up in the 80s and 90s racing my bike, people busted my balls. There were guys constantly giving me shit about all kinds of stuff. You know, you know, making fun of me for my, you know, my helmet or something like that. Nowadays, and 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 nowadays, they're they're kind of clearing the slate for that. It's not it's not as common anymore, but. I think you need to have your balls busted a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and and I'm not saying that I'm going to go up to, you know, somebody and, s- and start mansplaining to them on a bike ride. But but I also think that it's OK to have to to make your way up and, and do these types of things and get shelled in a criterion and have a USAC ref waving you off the course because you're about to get lapped. It sucks ass. But the next day. Or the next week when you come home, you're going to be more apt to go, well, I got to work on my speed because I got my ass kicked. Yeah, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Where did it, I mean, that's the beauty of our sport. Yeah. I mean, you'll never you'll never master this, mm-hmm. ever. Conditions yeah. are too many variables. Winds, yeah. conditions, sleep, food. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's all a balance, and that's what makes it, mm-hmm. to me, interesting and challenging. And it doesn't make you any less of a person dependent on your failures. Mm-hmm. Like, if you... If you get lapped, that doesn't like cat twos, cat ones get lapped all the time and they get pulled off the course. But yeah. next week they could be winning a race. It's it, it doesn't make you any less of a person. It just mm-hmm. means that that was the day. That's a hard thing to learn about that. Like that's just happens. That can happen to you any single race you enter. It's not because you're not strong. It's just because you made the wrong move. You weren't in the right spot. The winds hit you in a weird direction. You just didn't feel good. It just yeah. I think that's important mm-hmm. to remember. Yeah. Funny you brought that up, and I'm bringing up uh, uh, NorCal Cycling, and there's a series of crits. He's a good YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. We can, I, I'm fine, fine. fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm moving yeah. around. But anyway. But yeah. there's a series of, of crits in Chicago, and, like, yeah. everybody's there. I mean, there's some German Criterium riders and stuff yeah. like that. And the last one that he did this last week, it was a 20-minute deal, and he, he was showing how he just had one little mistake. This course was so technical Mm-hmm. That I think was sixty percent of the field dropped out, and he was able to get like twenty fifth or twenty sixth, trying to get because there's omnium points of all these crits, and it's like you have no idea what it takes to get there. And even as as crafty as he is, there's times where you get a little tired or let go, and you're like, oh crap, I screwed up. Yeah. Now you're fighting like this one corner. He's doing a thousand watts out of the front uh, just to get out of that corner mm-hmm. in the middle of the pack. But he says, you know, the guys in the lead are not doing that. No, like exactly. 300, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. fighting. Oh, you've got a hundred and some guys fighting just to get to that point, and and any little fraction mistake that you make pushes you back five, ten people, and you scramble and scramble, and you get past those people and a little bit more, mm-hmm. and you have to hang on to that. And it's not always mm-hmm. pushing and shoving; it's a mental part. Yeah, and that is. To me, you know, a big thing like we've been talking about, you have to be willing to get your butt kicked and learn, mm-hmm. and and that's it's unique. It's a unique sport. Mm-hmm. 
I keep thinking, uh, I, I wish Sam was here because I love, you know, when we were in <laughs> Montana and he was just like going, oh my God, we got our asses handed to us. <laughs> and he was pissed at the time, but now he's kind of laughing about it, like going, I want to go back and get my ass kicked yeah. again. You know, and <laughs> what a weird group of people we are. Yeah. That this is something that you're like, yeah, I, I lost. I paid 500 bucks to get ass handed, to just totally slapped. That was awesome. Yeah. I'll do it again. You know, mm-hmm. or something like not 500 bucks. That's but still, yeah. that's an Iron Man entry fee. Well, I mean, it, I'm going to go back to that, that last crit. I'm thinking there's guys that quit. What you know, he said at one point, I wasn't going to get to the front. Yeah. And then, you know, most people are like, well, why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. But you learn and you're, it's not just winning, but you learn and you're losing too. It's like, listen, I screwed up doing this on this corner, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, you're finding new ways and you bank all that information. And and that's quitting is, is like the worst thing you can do, in my yeah. opinion, road cycling. Yeah. Whether it's a crit or a road race, you learn zero I mean, if it's a mechanical, is one thing you you can't press on. But just because well, I'm not going to win, you know, you can't do that. Yeah, and that's why crazy. this group keeps hanging around and getting her teeth kicked in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a, what a bunch of dumbasses. We pay a fortune to do I it. I know. It's fun. Right. Fortune to do it. Um. So okay. So I, we didn't say bike racing. Um. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting. You know, and I've I've been saying this since. Kind of even before COVID, when um, you saw a decline in events in in this country, uh, primarily road, um, it's it's an interesting process to see how the evolution is going to happen. Um, when mountain biking came to its rise, um, what happened with that was a great feed for road cycling because mountain bikers all started training on the road. And then they also started racing on the road. Mm-hmm. We have guys like John Tomac who came over into the sport. We, you know, hundreds of riders, you know, who came over into the sport. Cyclocross has done that now for the, for, especially for the pro peloton. Um, cyclocross isn't going anywhere. I think it's going to constantly do fine for, for. Not in this country. It's really, hurting. it's hurting. And, I, and even in Europe, it's really? not that. Yeah, really. I will say, if as a cycling fan that likes to have fun i will say this reminds me because we're talking about cyclocross but a guy and his brother named average rob just look up the youtube channel average rob okay and he made a cyclocross race he they wanted to enter the elite cyclocross race without ever having ridden a pedal stroke (laughs) and then they had to figure out a way how to like make everything work for them they they weren't able to race the elite category Mm -hmm. but they did something else that was really fun i highly suggest it it's fun and it's just rob yeah it's Mm -hmm. just two kind of average guys just Mm -hmm. taking it on it's really it's it's a it's fun so Mm -hmm. yeah wow okay they have matthew vanderpool on there quite often really yeah i'm gonna look that one up that actually sounds awesome Mm -hmm. okay i'll bring it up that if you look at cyclocross when it was on TV, there was plenty of uh, courses <laughs> in. Um, this is like even five, ten years ago. Um, plenty of, of races that were um, in the Netherlands and Italy. They were doing in France. They're all in Belgium because that's where it is. I mean, it's there was one, I think, one race so far this year in the Netherlands outside of their national championships. Wow. There's one in Italy, that snow one. Yeah, but um, I think there's one in France. 
but outside of that, it's all Belgium, and and that's in Belgium. That's what they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they get drunk and they watch and they have, it's a party every Sunday. And then Matthew spits on him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah when they boo and throw tricks. beer on. Yeah, them. yeah, Jesus. Okay, well, um, I, I thought we'd test ride a few new segments this mm-hmm. week. Um, new year, new stuff we want to add to the show, and and and. These Waples guys are constantly getting the spotlight, and that's just yeah. bullshit because, you know, one's a bitch, the other one's a hipster. <laughs> um, you're going to laugh at that, I hope. <laughs> Sam will laugh at that. Um, David, I don't know, you know, he, he's still mad about the Elf on the Shelf comments. Oh. Um, oh so really I don't think he's mad. mad. No. I don't know if he's mad, but I couldn't hear him. Um, uh, so I thought we'd try out a couple with the with the the folks we have here tonight, and and these I've been talking to you guys via text and a little bit over the over the last couple of weeks about things that I thought would be kind of fun and what areas specifically meet our own expertise as we go throughout the show. Sam's a bike fitter, so we talk about bike fit. David's a doctor, so we talk about what drugs he can get us. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah. yeah and, and, so, and so we're going we're to start with Jackson for no particular reason. Okay. But I, I, I thought, you know, you're obviously the youngest of all of us here, and, and you've always been a guy who's kind of style-focused and, and things like that. Sure. You, know, you got a, a teddy bear on your shirt with a broken heart on it and, and, and that really cool kind of... What is that shirt made out of? It's an overshirt. I don't know. It's got That's like cool. a raw edge to it, though, and I like it because it has like the oh, I'll see it. fringe. It's got the fringe on it. I think it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like different. a yeah. prayer shawl from Fiddler on the Roof. I think it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was Tradition. your father speaking. Yeah. Tradition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we were going to call it Style Points and um, your segment. And I don't have any music for you, but I'm going to get music for you guys. So what, what would you say your approach to this is going to be? I kind of asked you where, where you were going to go with it. So if you were, if you were going to, if somebody asked you what style points all about, what, what, mm. would, what would you say? So I think that, um, what's the, uh, on the sur- you know, uh, what's the, what's the word for like meaning on the surface kind of the veneer. Yeah, veneer yeah. the 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 image of cycling. That's oh, the word okay. I was looking for. Yeah, kinda. yeah, yeah. We're not that cool. No. What? I know. <laughs> we no. I'm genuinely. We're not. No. I know. Right. See, right. I look at like a Euro Pro, and they're just freaking cool. But I think. But the average Joe probably thinks we look, we look like lycra clad dipshits. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I th- also think that the sport of cycling inherently is so focused on the sport itself that in a lot of cases i think recently we have only started to understand the flair of each individual rider yeah and i don't think we get to see that in their own style choices ever really and so i think that's what i think is kind of the whole thing behind it is that like this sport can be cool it's just we got to put a little bit of effort in oh so something that i like i have some notes here like talking about something that the Williams brothers, funnily enough, um, that's a ball of wax yeah. of news right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but something that they mentioned one time in one of their Rafa videos was that they like to show up to races looking like they're going to win. Like l- like yeah. showing the part. And I think that's something that's really cool that we don't ever see. What we do see, though, in America specifically, is if you ever really watch like the NBA or uh, the NFL, they have like, they like people are always taking pictures of them when they walk in, and they're wearing these like super cool shoes, these like interesting outfits that are just 
I just kind of some fun. are in like multiple thousand dollar suits mm-hmm. when they walk. One hundred percent, yeah, or yeah. multiple thousand dollar sneakers. Yeah. It's just it's something that I think that our sport could adopt a little bit. Yeah, and if I need to see that Julian Alaphilippe unveiling of the kit video one more time, I'm going to <laughs> smash my phone. But like what I'm so t- like what I'm so tired of seeing is they're all coming in in the same cool max ugly ass polo every single week yeah. with the same pair of running shoes as the other guy. I can't. I want us to start getting shoe sponsors. Like, why can't Remco Eventable be sponsored by Nike and show up in a pair of Jordans? You know what I mean? Like, I think that'd be so cool. You know what I think? EF First did that. Education First did. They had, they had a New Balance sponsor mm-hmm. for when they were on the podium and when they were coming to and from gigs. See, that's really funny because my next point I have here is podium wear. Yeah. And kind of like a do's and don'ts almost. I think I'm not trying to call out Sam and David here, but don't wear your damn helmets on the podium. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and my other Amen, brother. Maybe they're klutzy and they're afraid that they'll trip getting up on the podium. Right, oh, right, right. God, so many people do it. When I'm announcing a race, I just want to go, and in first place, take your stupid helmet off. It's <laughs> yeah. Jim Ryerson. You idiot, you look so stupid. Because I think that, like, I guess... As and a, that's judgmental, and it's elitist, and mm-hmm. fuck it. Well, this is this <laughs> I'm is all going with it. This is all cosmetics. That's the word I was looking for. Cosmetic. Mm. Yeah. yeah, this is all cosmetic. It's all like, it's personal preference, you know. So I don't don't take this too seriously. But like, I always, whenever I'm on a podium, I don't wear the kit. You know, mm-hmm. I I wear a shirt with a sponsor on it, the I hat agree. with the sponsor on it. Mm-hmm. That's something that I like to do. It's your own personal preference. Just don't wear the helmet. But a thing I also don't like is wearing a cycling jersey with just a regular, like, average Joe shorts. Don't wear your cargo shorts with your fucking jersey. Mm-hmm. It looks ugly. Jackson said fuck! It, it makes me... <laughs> ugh, I hate that. And yeah. then my last one is uh, cycling shorts, I think, are changing colors, which I kind of enjoy. But, but okay. I think it depends on the color that you choose. White, is that okay? No. Pat, is it all right? No way. <laughs> no. What I've I, been circumcised. What I genuinely have here is, <laughs> word for word, I'm reading what I wrote down earlier. Never white, red, or those light colors. Black colors are black. I'm fine with brown. You were okay with that? I, brown. Brown. I like brown. brown. Yeah, I like brown. I like dark greens. I like navies, purples, those type of things. The lighter you get... This is a sport where you already see a person's physique every single time that they mm-hmm. enter the light, but I don't want to see all of your physique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Watch the Beer Mile video if you're curious about that. And exactly. So, I guess to end my little segment here, it's not always like you have to do all this stuff. Like, if you want to keep dressing the way you keep dressing and you feel great about it, yeah. do that. I'm going to keep dressing the way I dress, but... I like things. If you want to like the same things I like, like the same things I like. Because yeah. we are kind of dorky. All of us are. <laughs> Somewhere, somebody's going to be accusing you of of judging and of picking on people because they wear baggy shorts at a bike race. And that's fine. Because I am. I, uh, <laughs> 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 I, never mind. Okay? You're taking your stand, and I appreciate that. Because... It's okay to bust somebody's chops a little bit, yeah. and and if you don't, you and I don't agree. That's fine. Judge me, please, for God's sake, yeah. judge me, because yeah. that's mm-hmm. what we all do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, that's that. 
nice baptism into the segments. Um, and our, our second one, um, Paul, you came up with the title of this one, Changing Times. Mm-hmm. So what is the approach and what does changing times mean? Changing times with Paul Maine. Well, I think you and I, I you started before I did, and I started because I'm much older than you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the the influence of cycling, it, I, things didn't really change. It was just small little technical, and I mentioned before the show, and I don't know mm-hmm. how much was on the YouTube, but... Um, but you know, like small little things like toe clips and straps yeah, and, and, uh, you know, headsets, what we have now compared to when in bottom bracket, I mean, this, you know, equipment, uh, the way people ride has changed a little bit fits and all that. It, It was such a, nothing changed. And then what was the catalyst of this was I watched a, um, a Flemish show, about uh, Rondo van Flanderen from 98 to 03. And um, nothing really changed until we started hitting towards 99, 98, 99. Yeah. And not drastically, but then you started getting deep V, even aluminum rims. I mean, when I came in, anodized tubular wheels, or even even MA40s, which are Mavics. Yeah. If you had anodized, that was cool. Because everybody (laughs) had polished silver rims. And it's like... You you wanted it because that was like a show, and then you know <laughs> yeah. then you went then it was like spokes. I remember when they started dealing with spokes. We had oval for aerodynamics. Yeah. No one really there's no wind tunnels back then, but that's what they had. Then bladed spokes came out. I had the bladed spokes, and then yeah. funny bikes came out with bladed spokes. You know, yeah. like eighteen, sixteen. Everybody's experimenting on those, yeah. and whether they were snapping left and You're right, expecting a wheel to collapse. Yeah. yeah, I had anodized nipples on a wheel. I remember I started a time trial. And aluminum, the rear wheel yeah. was all those aluminum nipples, and it, which is just funny saying nipples. But um, I I did a full time trial start, and I felt my wheel basically just dissolve. Unlaced. Just <laughs> <laughs> you heard this, and I'm looking behind me, and I'm like, "Why are my brakes rubbing?" Well, you ripped out all your spokes. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. and and it's been kind of a a slow burn type of thing, but mm-hmm. I think it's really accelerated in the last like ten years. I mean, there's a lot of technology, and there's a price to pay, and I want to be a poo-poo on it. I would never, as much as the glory days, and we talk about it kind of tongue-in-cheek at times, the way things were, Yeah. Um, I would never want to get back. As much as I loved my bike and I thought it was the best back in the 80s and 90s, I have no interest in going on those, whatever those rides are where you have to use downtown tube shifters. Oh, yeah. Tube. Forget Cut. it. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. behind me. But in the same token... I see some technologies that I won't, everybody knows one of them, but I just, I mean, (laughs) it's just like, it's not necessary. And it's, you know, in my eyes and I can see why they do it and I know why they do it, but there's a price to pay when bikes were, if you bought a pro bike, you know, you could get like even a Clonago with Mm -hmm. campy record, you know, as super record, even 1200 bucks now of course that would probably be equivalent to like 3000 4000 bucks yeah, yeah that same bike equivalent now is 15000 yeah other than now we're in a recession with with bike business so that's now yeah. $10,000 well Dessert did just release an article today saying about their decathlon bikes no, they're not decathlon what's it's from that's it, as van D, van yeah. van Dreiser van or something like that van, D, van riesel van riesel yeah uh it's a ten thousand dollar bike with can, uh, with durace pro peloton mm-hmm. bike 
anyway, sorry. I yeah, but you know yeah. that's that's part of the thing. It's it's you know create a conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to bring up some things, and you know just even deep V V wheels. I've seen like to the point where the deeper the better. Now we're starting to kind of come back a little bit. Yeah, and it really depends on the individual and what kind of writing. You don't want you know six you know uh, sixty millimeter deep rims and go do that that uh, cancer ride. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? I mean, it's all uphill. I mean, yeah. you, you'd want a light set of wheels. Not good for me. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it'd be fine. It, you know, the equipment is... Anyway, I could go on forever. But, yeah. But even frames, if you think about it, back in the day, frames were single straight tube and then d- double budding and then it became triple budding and it started growing to the point where we were getting stiff and then it was too stiff. Yeah. And then, you know, we start kind of tapering back and... It's kind of interesting to watch it and, uh, you know, kind of come in, come out like an accordion. You can yeah. see all these moves of lightweight, no aerodynamics now. And now we're starting to lean towards lightweight. And, and some of that to me is driven by the industry. It's like this is where we want to put our money and concentrate on. And we got to make it work. And then once we got it working and we can start shaving weight. And you know I'm focusing yeah. on disc brakes. But, then we're going you back know, to then we're going to go yeah. back to this is more important and not as much aerodynamics you know, and I think fashion is a huge. I mean, we used to even it was the 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 uh, frame that you had and what components that was the fashion. Yeah, everybody had Campy or Shimano, and ba- basically Campy when I started that was the goal. Oh yeah, and if you had a Pinarello, a sc- uh, uh, you could get some Scapini. Yeah, um, Scapin, you know, Choch. I Choch, Choch. Yeah. I love my Choch. I mean, all these Italians, everybody strived. Clonago, everybody strived for have. for yeah. half yeah. Italian bikes. Yeah. And then, you know, no one cared about They all kind of rode the same. They had the same tubing and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's kind of my approach on this. And okay. I'll find a, an item to pick on and the advances. Of it. But I, I'm not going to say, man, we had a better one. Yeah, you know, and I, I, what I liked about it is I wrote in this, I, I went beyond sounding like an old grump that longs for toe clips and hairnets because mm-hmm. because there is an appreciation of the evolution of mm-hmm. the sport. But there's also a, you can have a critical eye for the changes of things that have happened within the sport mm-hmm. and understanding that this was done for fad base or financial gain or hey, everybody's on this stuff now. Let's switch so everybody has to buy a new bike. Or yeah. you know, hey, I, you know, I finally got all my vinyl collection together. Now they bring out fucking CDs. <laughs> or you know, now CDs are gone, and now yeah. you got to go back to vinyl. I threw away my vinyl. You know, so it's it's that that kind of a mentality with how we approach things and how it, we are. You know, the, the sport is so consumer driven, and we get, sometimes get manipulated yeah. in those ways. So that'll be that'll yeah. be okay. Cool. That's how I approach it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. So these are going to be, you know, we won't have to ask, you know, is my saddle too high and why right. do I have crabs? Yeah. All the stuff, you know. <laughs> Those were the Waples questions yeah. for this week. <laughs> why do I have crabs? Right. Well, you probably you need to shower. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that brings us to... Is this the one you liked? That's one you yeah, like, Paul. That's that takes us to the end of another Pack Filler Live. Be sure to subscribe to this show as well as our YouTube channel. And make sure you don't miss an episode or an opportunity to participate with the live stream. Um, final K question for the night, and I have one minute left to get answers from you guys. What's your next bike? 
Um, mountain bike. Mountain bike. Paul? It'll be a new frame and I'll piece it together. You're going to, yeah. Is it going to have disc brakes? I, I have no choice. It's really? just going to end up being. I was riding my road bike today and I've decided that I'm going to, I, I, my next bike will be a new gravel bike. I think my road bike is, it's dialed still. It's just feels so good. I've got it perfect. So there we go. So for now, everybody, stay warm, keep the rubber side down, and don't be me and gain too much weight. I've only gained two pounds this winter. <laughs> you so should get sick. I you, should uh, get sick. Jack lost tons of weight. Yeah. And I lost tons of weight. So that's the thing. Yeah. Let me cough on you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we will catch you guys next week.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.